0: Good morning, Faithful Listener. You are listening to the Bible Explained podcast, where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and stay tuned as we read through the book of Luke. Hey, good morning, Faithful (laughs) Listener. Oh boy, it's going to be one of those days, isn't it? Good morning, faithful listener. Thank you for tuning into the Bible Explained podcast, where we talk about the Bible over a cup of coffee or a cup of tea, if that's more of your cup of tea. But once again, guys, I really do want to say thank you for everybody who contacts me and tells me your testimonials or writes a review about the podcast. I love hearing from you guys. I love when you contact me, even if it's not a testimonial, it doesn't matter. I love just hearing from you guys. I love learning about you, where you're from. Or just uh, if you have a prayer request, send it over my way and I'll write you down in my little prayer journal. So yes, you can get into contact with me over Facebook or you can contact me on my website, which is p40ministries.com/contact. And those are the two easiest ways to get into contact with me. But anyway, guys, let's go ahead and read a very emotional, story, at least I, th- I was very emotional while reading it, which is funny because I've read this before. In fact, I-, I learned this in Sunday school. I'm sure many of us learned this uh, particular story in Sunday school. But as I was reading it this time around, I started getting a little teary-eyed. <laughs> and I swear, like, as I get older... I get like more emotional over things. I'm not sure why, but I do. But anyway, let's read Luke 16:19 through 31. I'll be reading out of W.E.B. Please feel free to read out of the version that you prefer. Or if you're driving, just go ahead and listen along. But I'm going to go ahead and start reading this famous story about Lazarus and the rich man. Now there was a certain rich man, and he was clothed in purple and fine linen, living in luxury every day. A certain beggar named Lazarus was taken to his gate full of sores and desiring to be fed with the crumbs that fell from the rich man's table. Yes, even the dogs came and licked his sores. The beggar died and he was carried away by the angels to Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. In Hades, he lifted up his eyes, being in torment, and saw Abraham far off and Lazarus at his bosom. He cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am in anguish in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that you in your lifetime received your good things, and Lazarus in the same way, the bad things. But here he is now, comforted, and you are in anguish. Besides all this, between us and you there is a great gulf fixed that those who want to pass from here to you are not able, and that no one may cross over from there to us. He said, I ask you therefore, Father, that you would send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, that he may testify to them, so they won't also come into this place of torment. But Abraham said to him, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. He said, No, Father Abraham, but if one goes to them from the dead, they will repent. He said to them, if they don't listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded if one rises from the dead. So Jesus is telling this story. In fact, all of Luke 16, a lot of it was talking about money. A lot of it was talking about riches and wealth and how we shouldn't be desiring those things here on earth. But if we have them, we should be using them for God's glory is basically what Luke 16 is kind of uh, chalked up to. But now Jesus tells this story about a rich man and about a beggar named Lazarus and what ends up happening to them. The interesting thing about this story is that most people say that it's not a parable. In fact, I remember being taught that when I was a kid. This is not a parable, this is a true story. And the reason people believe this is because it's not stated as a parable and also it gives very specific names and events that happen. So personally, yes, I do believe that this is not a made up story. This is not a parable. I do think that Jesus is talking about specific events that had happened sometime in the past in history. And obviously, Jesus would have known about these events because he is, in fact, all knowing. So he tells this story that applies to what he had been talking about when it comes to wealth and riches. But there's also another theme happening here. And this is a theme of Hades. So let's see what happens here. It says there was a certain rich man, doesn't give a name, but he was clothed in purple and fine linen, living in luxury every day. So this guy was evidently rich, super rich. You could see it just how he dressed because purple was a very expensive dye back in uh, Jesus's day, very expensive, hard to come by. And so the fact that he was wearing fine linen, colored with the purple dye just shows how luxurious his life was and depending what version you read out of it actually says that he ate in luxury every day so he ate all sorts of delicious kinds of foods that might have been super rare uh super exotic where the average person might only be able to do that like once every other year (laughs) if that in some cases but this rich man was doing this every single day, like filet mignons every day. Like that is how rich this guy was. And I mean, I get a filet mignon. I don't know the last time I've had a filet mignon. I want to say <laughs> I think I got a filet mignon. Um, oh, actually, at my husband's birthday party, we went to uh, uh, was it, where did we go? We, oh, we went to um, Longhorn and I ended up getting a filet mignon there. And it was very good, but it's not even worth it. It's like the tiniest little steak. (laughs) It's like, give me more of this. I want more. But anyway, yes, a lot of people don't get the chance to eat filet mignon or any other kind of luxurious steak or lobster tail or whatever else you guys consider to be delicious, exotic foods. We don't eat those every day. My average meal every day consists of bread and peanut butter. (laughs) and jelly. I'm not joking. That is really a lot of what I eat. And then typically I make some sort of uh, potato dish at night. My husband, okay, I'm sorry. I, I need to dr- rabbit trail for a second. For those of you who know me pretty well, you know how picky my husband is. And uh, I have to really figure out interesting things to do with like a potato because my husband eats potatoes and I like potatoes, but I'm so sick of just the basic baked potato every night that I have to like do something different. So I've made mashed potatoes and gravy. I've made uh, just the plain baked potato. I've made potato fries. I've been uh, frying my potatoes. (laughs) I bake them in the oven with different spices. Like I've just been learning how to do different things with the potato. And that is really the majority of what my household eats is potatoes and on occasion chicken or steak or something like that, but not the fancy steaks. It's like the round steaks or the sirloin steaks, but I'm happy with those. Okay. Anyway, I'm very sorry to rabbit trail like that about my life, but this rich man clearly did not have the typical life of the baked potato for dinner. He Ate in luxury every single day but this certain beggar named Lazarus which is why once again we believe that this story is a true story because this beggar has a name Lazarus which actually means God is my help this beggar named Lazarus was sitting at his gate full of these terrible sores so his body he was so sick that he had these open wounds all over his body. He was not a pretty sight to look at. He was in misery. He was a beggar. He clearly had something wrong with him where he couldn't work or do anything. Maybe he was too weak. Maybe the skin problem that he had was preventing him from getting work. We don't know. But this Lazarus man was in so much pain. And we see how weak he was because the dogs came and licked his sores, which is such a disgusting Imagery, but Jesus adds it in here because it's not only a true story, but it also is showing how much in misery this poor man was. He was so weak that he couldn't get rid of these dogs. That's how weak he was. And these dogs, you know, dogs, they lick wounds. So they were licking this guy's wounds, Lazarus's wounds, and he couldn't remove the dogs. That is how much in pain he was. And also, this would have been absolutely disgusting in Jesus's day, because dogs were considered to be filthy. They were considered to be um, unclean animals. So the fact that Lazarus was surrounded by these unclean animals really shows the level of misery Lazarus was in. So now Lazarus ends up dying, is what it says. And he was carried away by the angels to Abraham's bosom. So he didn't get any special burial Nothing like that. But the angels, the second Lazarus dies, swoops him off into eternal comfort to Abraham's bosom. It's literally called Abraham's chest. (laughs) I don't know why it's named that. Maybe because chests are kind of comforting, I guess. I don't know. Does that make sense? But anyway, Abraham's bosom is a place where people go to be in comfort. And I don't know a lot about Abraham's bosom. I haven't really done a lot of research on it. I don't know if there's a lot of research we can really do about Abraham's bosom, because I don't know how often it's mentioned in Scripture. And honestly, I don't know if it still exists or not. God could have done away with it and brought the people from Abraham's bosom into a different place of comfort, or Abraham's bosom could still exist to this day. I don't know. But... Abraham's bosom clearly is a place because Jesus talks about it and it's a place of eternal comfort, just comfort for people who were here on earth and died. People who believed in God, people who knew that God was their salvation. That's where these people would go. And that's where Lazarus ended up going. And he, did, like I said, he didn't have a fancy funeral, nothing like that. But the rich man ends up dying also. Obviously, because everybody ends up dying. So the rich man also died and was buried. See, he had a a fancy funeral. But he didn't get carried off into Abraham's bosom like Lazarus did. Instead, he winds up in Hades or the Lake of Fire. And I do believe that Hades is a different place than hell. But in Hades, this rich man is there and he lifts up his eyes. Being in torment is what it says. And we know that there is fire in the lake of fire in Hades because the rich man exclaims that. He's like, I'm in torment in this flame, which is what we're going to see that he says. But he sees Father Abraham afar off and Lazarus at his bosom. So he sees across the way Abraham and Lazarus together, and he recognizes both of them. So this shows that um, there's definitely something special When we get into the place of comfort, whatever that might be, because Abraham recognizes this uh, rich man, the rich man recognizes Abraham. So a lot of people believe that when we get to heaven, that we're going to know everybody there because of the story where Abraham recognizes the rich man and vice versa. But the rich man also recognizes Lazarus as well. And the reason I do believe that he remembers Lazarus on earth is because of this, this uh, request that he makes of Father Abraham. So he says, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in the water and cool my tongue, for I am in anguish in this flame. So he asks for Lazarus to come down into Hades just to cool off his tongue because his tongue is like boiling in this flame. So all he wants is a little bit of water and for Lazarus to come down and give him this little bit of water. And Abraham's just like, yeah, that's not happening, man. You're not, you're not asking Lazarus to do that. But that is why I believe this rich man recognized Lazarus as somebody who was on earth as well. Because he expects Lazarus to be his slave, even in Hell, in Hades, I mean, he expects Lazarus to be his his slave. And this also shows that this rich man remembered his life on Earth, especially with what he's going to say next. So Abraham says, son, remember that you in your lifetime received your good things and Lazarus in the same way, his bad things. But now Lazarus is comforted and you are not. So Abraham's like, yeah, you're not comforted because you didn't believe in God. You had your good things on earth. That's what you wanted. Lazarus had his bad things on earth. But now because he believed in God, he believed that God was his salvation. He's here in comfort now and you are not. So Abraham tells this rich man off, tells him off. And he says, nobody's going over there to cool off your tongue. Sorry, Nobody's doing that because there is this gulf here. Nobody can cross over from my bosom into (laughs) into Hades, is what Abraham ends up saying. But the other thing about this, I, I, I forgot. It's interesting also that this rich man calls Abraham father, which proves that this rich man was a Jewish man as well, because he called Abraham father Abraham and Abraham calls him son. So this Jesus is telling this story to remind the Israelites that their heritage is not what saves them. It is their belief in God. That is what's going to save them. Their wealth is not going to save them, which was another uh, belief in Jesus's day. Their heritage was not going to save them. The only thing that could possibly save them was their belief in God, their belief for a savior. And that's the same thing nowadays, you and me. We aren't going to heaven by any other means than through Jesus. We must believe that we need a savior to save us from eternal damnation. We must believe that or otherwise we will be eternally damned. Just as this rich man was. It doesn't matter what happens here on earth. That's the purpose of this entire story. Jesus is stating that, yes, bad things might happen here on earth, but in the end, it doesn't matter because in the end, you will be comforted if you believe that Jesus is your salvation. And in the same way, your good works aren't going to matter. This rich man might have thought that he did good things. Maybe he donated to charity. I don't know. But he still didn't believe that he needed a savior. So he wound up in Hades. This is a very, very important story for us to teach to people. So now this rich man realizes that Lazarus is not coming over (laughs) to cool his tongue. So he asks for a totally different favor. He's like, I ask you, therefore, Father Abraham, that you would send Lazarus to my father's house, for I have five brothers that he may testify to them so that they won't also come into this place of torment. So once again, he asks for Lazarus to become his slave. And he says, look, I have five brothers back on earth that need to hear this story. I don't want them in this place of torment with me. And that's an interesting thing that people who have died remember their life on earth. And the people who are in Hades right now don't want you to come with them. I mean, that was kind of where I started getting sort of teary when I thought about that. I was like, wow, like we often like make jokes about going to hell. I mean, there's so many country songs out there that is just like, I got my beer. I'm going to hell and whatever. And we make a joke of it. And it's like. The people who have died before us. Desperately don't want us to go there. They are hoping that we receive salvation so that we don't go to the place of torment. So there is no, you know, I'm going to hell with all of my best friends. Well, first and foremost, if they have died before you and they're in hell, they don't want you there with them. And the second thing is you don't want to be there with them. You don't want to be there. I mean, look at this. This man was in absolute torment. His tongue was boiling. He was in a flame and this was a forever deal. Why would he want his family members there with him? So this is an urgency. This, this story is urgent. And this is why Jesus was teaching this over and over to his people, to his disciples, to the people around him, to the Pharisees. He was teaching the story so that people would not someday go to Hades, that they would instead repent Turn away from what they were doing and instead believe in Jesus as their savior. So, yes, I mean, this is just such a sad story. This rich man is asking that Lazarus be risen from the dead to go and testify to his five brothers because he did not want his five brothers there with him. Abraham says, He's like, I'm not making Lazarus do that, first and foremost. He's not doing that. And secondly, They need to listen to Moses and the prophets, not to Lazarus, because if they don't listen to the prophets, to Moses and the prophets, if they don't listen to the word. If they don't listen to God's word, if they don't listen to the Bible, if they don't listen to the New Testament, if they don't listen to the words of Jesus, no sign from heaven is going to save them. I mean, look at Jesus. He rose from the dead and people don't believe in him. He literally rose from the dead. He had Tons of witnesses, and yet people don't believe him. So if people don't believe Jesus after rising from the dead, why would they believe any other sign? Signs cannot save a person. What saves a person is their belief in Jesus. And so now, Abraham basically uh, states the same thing. The, The rich man says, no, Father Abraham, but if one goes to them from the dead, they will repent. And Abraham's like, yeah, no, they won't. They're not going to. He says, if they don't listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded if one rises from the dead. So, wow. I mean, what a powerful story this is. This rich man did not want his brothers, who he cared about, joining him in Hades, He wanted them to repent. He wanted them to not make the same mistake that he made on earth, which was enjoying his luxury so much that he forgot about the important things of life, the truly important things. Because his life on earth was done in an instant, but his life in Hades is still happening to this day. So yes, this is a story of urgency. This is a story that we need to tell people. Because we do not want people winding up in Hades like this rich man. We want them in comfort with Lazarus and with Abraham and with all the other people of the faith and with Jesus. We want them there because that is an eternal comfort. So yeah, can you see now why I got a little emotional (laughs) while reading this story? And just thinking about it a little deeper than I have in the past. It did did bring a little tear to my eye for sure. So anyway, guys, if you liked this episode, if this convicted you in any way, if you know anybody that needs to hear this, share this episode on your social media platforms or tell people that it exists or send it to your friends or do whatever you need to do to spread the Word. And you know, that's a great way for you to evangelize. A very simple way is just by sharing the podcast with people you know. But anyway, faithful listeners, I really hope that you have a great rest of your day and that you go over and contact me on Facebook. And while you're over on Facebook, just hit that little like button and uh, continue to follow P40 Ministries from there. But guys, I'll see you bright and early for an episode out of Numbers tomorrow morning. Happy listening and God bless.